Welcome to Alter Your Comics Presents. I'm Alex. I'm Laura. And Jared and Adrian could not make it today. So. I showed up, so they ran away. Well, no, Jared got, <laughs> uh, I think he said he just got stuck in a meeting or something, and he had to work late, and Adrian just couldn't make it. I, I don't know. So, it's just the two of us right now. Just for today. the two of us. And we'll stop singing there so we don't have to worry about any copyright stuff. Sorry. So, eh, it is what it is. Uh, but yeah, welcome everybody. Uh, this week we are going to talk about different dimensional timeline things, multiverses. Yeah, because there's another reality where Jared and Adrian actually are here. Or maybe there's another reality it's just them two and neither one of us are here. Yep. Who knows? Anything's possible. Which is weird because it's our house. Uh, that reality, maybe it's not. It's hard. To... Yeah. Infinite number of possibilities with an infinite number of realities. It gets real weird real fast, but that's okay. Uh, so the inspiration for this theme is because there's a new Disney Plus show coming out called What If. I think it's supposed to come out next week even. I'm not sure. It's coming out soon though, for sure. I know it's soon. I was like, oh, that's a good enough topic. And we're like, yeah. And then we're all, everyone's like, yeah, we won't be here. So yeah. <laughs> so that's all me and Laura, but that's okay. So sorry in advance if this is going to be a shorter episode. Um, sometimes it is, sometimes it isn't. We'll see how it goes. We'll see how much talking and rambling we do as we go on. Yep, that's true. So, with that, I will kick it off with one of my favorite multiversal uh, stories, and that is from Marvel's What If. Who knew? They have a TV show based off of a comic book series called What If, where there's a bunch of what if this would happen instead of that. Like, what if... Spider-Man actually joined the Fantastic Four, and they turn into Fantastic Five. What if Daredevil's secret got exposed of being Daredevil? Uh, Captain Captain America and Bucky surviving World War II, or the first time Jane Foster wielded the hammer of Thor. Hey, that actually turned that into a real thing of Jane wielding the hammer of Thor. But this oh, yeah. is the original What If from 1977, collected in a collected volume even, called The Complete Collection, Volume 1. So it's not everything, everything. <laughs> I always hate that. Like, oh, complete collection. Oh, cool. I can buy that and I'm done. Yeah. But no, it's just one of the complete collections. So. Yeah, that was the clone saga for me. And I think I'm still waiting for the last couple compendiums to come out. Yeah. yeah it was so... like part six. And I'm like, complete one through six. What? <laughs> right. Like, do you not understand the words complete? Like, yeah. complete means everything. Last I do. I mean, yeah. At least say one of seven. So I know how many I'm waiting for, too. Right. So, yeah. The cool thing with this one, with this volume of What If, it's 12 issues uh, collected in it. And all 12 issues are different one-shot stories that they've done. Where, like, what if this would happen? What if that would happen? What if blah, 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 blah. Um, I'll be honest, I haven't had a chance to really dig into it. I saw the shelf. I was like, oh, yeah, this is pretty cool. But I believe the story is basically Uatu, the Watcher. It's like looking at all the different multiverses and stuff. But yeah. This is are, how we're going to pass the time today. There are worlds within worlds and side worlds which exist side by side with your own world. Separated from it by only the thinnest web of cosmic gossamer. Yeah, that is Uatu narrating of how this all works and why there are different universes and timelines and all sorts of everything. And it gets re It gets weird real fast and... But that's okay. Each, like I said, each story is self-contained within each issue. There's not a whole lot going on with it. But within that, uh, they have recently done a what-if series 
current series is Spider-Man Sha- Spider's Shadow is okay. the current What If series, which I believe is like a six-issue series instead of the one issue and done for each of the What If. Like, all right, let's take that formula and let's spread it out into multiple issues, but full-fledged story. And if they keep up with whatever they did in the regular What If stories, the What Ifs is always worse than the actual timeline, no matter what happens. It's like, oh, bad stuff happens. The darkest timeline. All the, all the what ifs are dark, usually. It's like, it doesn't usually end well for anybody, but eh, we'll see how it goes. Um, so, yeah, that is what if, and then the mm. current series of what, what if with Spider Man. I think it's a cool way to do different universes and different timelines and everything. One thing, though, to, to point out the what if that brought Spider Girl into the universe was not so sad. Yeah. I thought that was a good one. And it also led to like 120 some issues of her series, so. which is pretty good. Pretty good for a what if. Mm-hmm. What if that continued to be, why not? It changed it from what if to why not. Sure. <laughs> why not you, keep the story rolling? You can write that. <laughs> Get your sales pitch on. There you go. So, Laura, what is first on your list? Actually, speaking of Mayday Parker, I thought that I would start thinking about her dad on Earth 982 in the M2 universe. Um, I was curious about some things that happened to him because the last I'd heard he was dead. And then recently I heard... That he's back. And I was like, how did I miss that? And so I looked into it a little bit, but I should start at the beginning. Um, or maybe, maybe not. Maybe I should just start at... No, I think I should start at the beginning. Beginning Sorry. is usually a good place to start. <laughs> um, basically, that what if issue that I referred to earlier was what if rather than Peter and Mary Jane's baby being... I forget if it was miscarried or... I forget exactly what happened, but for some reason it did not survive. It did not come to term. And they said if it had been born and had been raised, what if all this happened? And she discovered her powers like when she turned, now she was less than 16, but like teenage years. And in On Earth 982, they went through a lot of those stories. And then more recently in the, let's see, was it Spider-Geddon first? Sorry, I forget if it was Spider-Verse first or Spider-Geddon first. Spider-Verse came before Spider-Geddon. Okay. So in Spider-Verse, yeah, that's right. Now that I'm looking at my stack of books. In Spider-Verse, when they were collecting all the different spider people from all the multiverses. Yeah, when you mentioned this topic, I was like, oh my gosh, how, how do I pick just one? Or just three? Or now I wish I'd picked even more. But anyways, so they, they were scouring the multiverse because of all this stuff that's really complicated. And... When, I forget who was picking up May at the time, but when May kind of got summoned to avoid the Inheritors who were going to each universe and destroying the spider totems and like sucking out their life force and whatnot. Eating them, basically. Yeah. Yeah. They were hungry Inheritors. They were their life, their meal source. Yeah. And in the process of getting May and Benji, her, her little brother, to safety, that Peter Parker was killed. And... They didn't, they didn't show much, so I was very suspicious at the time. Although then they did reveal to May, like, there was someone who could sense where the different spider totems were. And I forget who it was that kind of announced her. It was like, when I look back on this world, I'm not getting any other presents. Which also made me realize that her, quote, sister clone April must be dead. And I don't know when that happened Which either. They, yeah, they never showed yeah. that. Yeah, I need to, I need to do some more research. I keep forgetting to research April, but I did research Peter today. But yeah, so someone at the time said, oh, your dad didn't make it. This is horrible. Sorry, but we gotta, we gotta stride on. And of course, I'm in tears. I remember that from this issue. And apparently later at some point when around, 
at some point, actually. Exactly in Spider-Given number five, the very last panel, spoiler alert people, um, they're explaining more about the, the web of life and destiny and how the great weaver works and how there's always the pattern maker, the bride, the other, the scion, the gatekeeper, and the, the great weaver. I may have already said that, sorry. And they're basically, as they were explaining this, they said, there's always another. And then they said, oh, when it comes back, it could manifest in anybody. I guess a lot of times it's like a giant swarm of spiders. Or it was Kane for a minute, which I remember that happening. And apparently when the, the other took hold of, took hold of Kane and the the inheritors tried to kill Cain to kill the other and supposedly they did but then according to Spider-Gin number 5 the other remanifested itself in the dead body of Peter Parker on Earth 982 and Mayday's he starts Peter Parker yeah he starts reaching out of the grave and of course like part of why I didn't realize this was a big event was I don't know all the numbers of the earths there's a so, lot of them so yeah when i when I read this last panel the first time, and they're like, oh, you never know who's coming back, and they'll be close to you, and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, well, of course. I feel like all the Peters are, I want to say inherently, but I'll, I'll go with it, inherently close to each other, because they're all different multiverse universes of each other. So when a hand came out of the grave and said it was Peter Parker's grave and whatnot, I didn't really think about it. I was like, oh, okay. But I should have been way more excited because this is a Peter Parker that I actually feel attached to since I read all those issues of Spider-Girl. And, like, it, it was good news and I didn't even realize it until later when someone else was like, oh, yeah, and then he came back. And I'm like, when? And so, yeah, <laughs> reviewed that he came back in Spider-Geddon number five. Didn't even know. But, yeah, I don't think they've shown him again since then. But I think that that opens us up to more... What ifs with May? I think well, that they need to get her series going again. Yeah, that's a, not necessarily a what if, just a continuation of that timeline with her and with mm. them, I should say, as a whole. Like, they haven't done anything with them since Spider-Man years I can remember. Yeah, I guess I, I still consider that whole series a what if. Like, the longest what if almost ever. <laughs> Although I guess kind of technically Spider-Man started as Amazing Fantasy, which was its own what if at the time so maybe that's the longest what if ever hard to say <laughs> uh yeah so of the dimension to wrap up the one with mayday parker spider girl the original spider girl in my mind i think there i guess technically speaking there is another what if where betty brant was spider girl and that was in like the 70s so i don't know if she's the original since she was the first Eh, I'm still with Mayday. <laughs> but yeah, I prefer Mayday. How about that? The preferred Spider-Girl. There you go. Uh, next up for me, for a multiversal thing, uh, is the Skybound X series that's currently going on. That's a weekly series. I believe it's supposed to be a six-issue series. But specifically, the Rick Grimes 2000. Uh, this is Rick Grimes from The Walking Dead, where somewhere around the middle of the series... You find out that the zombies isn't the only threat, that there's also aliens and they have sci-fi. Like he has, a, he has a, basically a lightsaber that he uses to cut up zombies. Um, people have like mechanized limbs and stuff and it's really weird, over the top, um, kind of super ridiculous. But I don't know, I, thought, I think it's a fun little story that 
they're continuing on The Walking Dead, but not really with this. Um, Skybound X is a thing that Robert Kirkman has... Uh, well, first of all, I should say that he created Skybound, which is an imprint within Image Comics. That's his company, Skybound. And this is focusing on a whole bunch of different stories, a bunch of mini-stories in each issue. That The main draw for each one is the continuation of Rick Grimes 2000. But each one has like two or three other small stories within each issue. Like, oh, that's fun with pre-existing titles like Manifest Destiny, Ultra Mega. I forget what the other ones are. I only know those two because that's what's in my hand right now. This issue number <laughs> one. But it's a cool, like you said, it's a cool six-issue series. that I think it's on issue five right now. Either four or oh. five. It came out because it's a, it's a weekly series. It's either weekly or bi-weekly. I'm pretty sure it's weekly, but either way. I shouldn't be so surprised because it's been weeks since I've been on the show and since I've turned to my notes and the last time I was on, I talked about Skybound X. I should have known. It's been a minute. Yeah. So I, I was kind of curious too. You mentioned that each issue has like three or four. Um, Is it always the same ones? Is it no. kind of like continuing four stories at once? So okay. each one has the Rick Grimes story in the front. And then the supplemental stories are one shot, a little thing, many stories of each different Skybound oh. property usually. Okay. I think one or two of them might have been like brand new creative things that they've done. I'm not. I didn't do my full homework on that, so I can't mm-hmm. say for sure. Okay. But at least I know a good portion of them are stuff that they already have printed that they're doing like little side stories of or continuations on or okay, little bonus content for each story that exists already. Okay. That sounds pretty cool though. Yeah. It's a fun way to have people to try different properties like oh here you come here for the walking dead rick and rick grimes but hopefully you'll read this other stuff get curious and want to read those main stories as well good marketing ploy i get that though come for the grime stay for the clean there you go uh what is next on your list laura pretty sure the next one i thought the most about which still didn't think super hard um was felicia hardy i always like to plug her because right now she does have her own Black Cat series that's been going on, and I think that it's been really good. So anytime I can bring up the Black Cat and encourage you to start reading her current series so they keep it going. But in the multiverse, the one I'm thinking of most was Earth... Earth... Earth 90214. Not to be uh, confused with... <laughs> not 90210. No. I mean, I Although definitely would have defaulted at that. Yeah, for a second, I, I, I was thinking that as I went along. I was like, this is ringing a bell. This is ringing a bell. But yeah, no. Um, anyway, she's in the Spider-Man Noir universe is probably the easier way to say it than 90214. Um, but I, I've enjoyed like Noir and 1602. A lot of the what-ifs are fun because of how they... Or not necessarily what-ifs, just different dimensions. Oh, sorry. They're different ty- universes. Yeah, uh, spin-offs, that sort of yeah. thing. But when people take the time to reimagine something you've already seen and put little twists in it, I do find that really interesting. Because in, in Spider-Man Noir's universe, Felicia Hardy is not even actually the Black Cat, but that is the name of her nightclub, which is kind of That's a fun a little cute. play on that. Yeah. And at some point, she actually becomes the White Widow instead. And she's dating, well, she had dated Phil Urich instead of, well, I forget, no, she didn't date Peter Parker at all. Although I forget if they got a little friendly or not in this issue. But yeah, there's, well, I guess, I think it's out of print, or I'd say, go get the Spider-Man Noir collection. 
I guess I, I should have asked I'm you. Sure the, the, so it's the more recent one. I know. We, I'm pretty sure we still have it on the shelf at least. Okay. Um, so I'm pretty sure it's still available. It's the current Spider-Man Noir collected edition. That's like. I don't know how many issues are there. It looks like almost like 12 issues inside. Yeah, I do think so. I actually think that it's both the original they collections did... they had yeah. before because they kind of had it uh, split up before. Uh, for a little backstory on this, uh, probably about eight years ago or so, Marvel did a noir little mini-month sort of thing where they did like Spider-Man noir, Avengers noir, X-Men noir. They had like their own little... Everyone was in that timeline, like, oh, let's do some noir stuff, because why not? And the Spider-Man one, as usual, is the only one that really took off. Yeah, I don't think I even realized the other ones ever existed. Yeah, I remember they did a Punisher one as well. And yeah, each one was only like five issues long. And Spider-Man one, they're like, oh, people like this. We'll keep making more of this. Mm -hmm. Kind of how they did the Ultimate Universe, where Spider-Man, people like that. He kept making it. They stopped making all the other Ultimate stuff. Mm -hmm. Then they destroyed the Ultimate Universe in itself. But that's neither here nor there. Yeah, I need to finish reading that arc. Yeah, they destroyed it, <laughs> then they undestroyed it, and it's all a mess. Yeah, that's why I got confused. I was like, well, I guess I don't need to finish this right now. Yeah. But yeah, Spider-Man mm -hmm. Noir. Uh, cool costume. Uh, in the animated movie that came out a couple years ago, voiced by Nick Cage. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Which is fun. Yeah, when I was trying to search stuff about Spider-Verse, I kept getting things for the movie, and I was like, no, I don't mean that movie. <laughs> I mean the comic book, the original, yeah. the real one. The real fake one. Metatag plus comics. Yes. <laughs> I also think it's fun to mention um, Spider-Man Noir, the the original set. At first, I forget which one I had first. I feel like I had volume two. And for our paper anniversary, you actually got me volume one. You got me whichever one I didn't have. So I think it's cute that that was our paper anniversary. So if you need ideas for your paper anniversary comic which books. Which is one year, I think. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah, I want to say it was either one or two, Yeah, but one sounds right. If you follow the traditional anniversary gift things that I, yeah. that I don't think anyone actually knows, we all just Google it. Like, hey, yeah. what is this? Yeah, I was going to say Google. So yeah, Spider-Man Noir and Felicia Hardy within this Noir timeline, universe, whatever. Yeah. Multiverse is hard to figure yeah. out. Yeah. <laughs> uh, next one up for me is Wolverine, specifically the Old Man Logan version of Wolverine, which take place in the distant-ish future. <laughs> it's uh, getting closer all the time. Right. Um, this actually collects Wolverine issues 66 through 72 and Wolverine Old Man Logan Giant Size, um, where they did a time jump where Wolverine is an old man. That lawyer's by name Wolverine. He goes by Logan. So that's why they came up with the title, Old Man Logan. It's a really complicated title for that one. Mm -hmm. But this is a world where the villains have won. Um Earth is mostly destroyed and run by villains. All the superheroes are dead. The Avengers are gone. X-Men are gone. Fantastic Four is gone. And it's up to the few surviving good people or children of the good people to take over and try to save the world or just try to make it by on their own. Uh, in, this issue, in this series, Wolverine uh, gets contracted by Hawkeye, who still survived, but Hawkeye is blind. You know, the biggest thing he needs for shooting arrows is a sight, so... Nope, oh, blind. I thought he could hear. Well, uh, no, actually, in the oh, comics, uh, that's some right. of the stuff, he actually loses his hearing, so... He's, like, <laughs> he's going deaf, he's blind, but he still has his arm, so, like... Alright, he has one of the three things that could help him be Hawkeye. His arms. So... I think he should just fly. Yeah. Except for he can't, but that's okay. <laughs> uh, anyway, this story, it's 
dark, depressing, where they, he hires Wolverine or Logan to drive across country to deliver a package, and chaos ensues. And one of the big reasons why I picked this one is because at one point they are driving around the cross country, the spider buggy. They use that, they save that and use that to drive cross country and just the story of Logan and his family and the Hulks and everything is really good. And it spun off where old man Logan came to the main universe and then he died ish. Cause they brought back young Wolverine cause he was dead at the time, but he brought him back and they've done old man, uh, Quill, uh, Peter Quill from Guardians of the Galaxy, and I think they did another old man thing. I'm not sure. I thought it was Hawkeye was the other old man. Oh, yeah. They did do a Hawkeye. Okay. That was the prequel to Old Man Logan. Yeah. Is the Quill one still going on? I thought that was kind of recent. I'm, I think that one's done. Okay. I'm not positive. I'm, pre- I'm pretty sure that one's done. Okay. So, yeah, they've done a couple old man, old man spinoffs, and then <laughs> DC took some inspiration, did Old Lady Harley as well. Nothing to do with this continuity, but they did do an old version of Harley Quinn where they did Old Lady Harley as her own story universe thing. I think I missed that one. Yeah. I'm pretty sure it's collected in trade now. Okay. But yeah, uh, Wolverine, Old Man Logan. It is the inspiration also to the movie called Logan that came out four years ago now. That was uh, Hugh Jackman's final, for now, portraying of (laughs) Wolverine Logan. So yeah, uh, definitely check it out. If you have not yet, it's one of the best Wolverine stories written. And you don't really have to know a whole lot going into it. Or after, really. It's Even though they did do follow-up after it, you don't really need to. It has a satisfying enough conclusion that you can end it as is. Or if you want to just if you just want more, you can continue reading on more. Now, when you say this kind of inspired the movie, is um, X-23 in Old Man Logan? Nope. Okay. The, the inspiration for the movie was they made Wolverine old. And it's oh. post-apocalyptic. That's okay. about it. So, okay. I mean, there's some explanation of how the they do link up a little bit of why the stuff is bad. Like what happens to the X-Men, there is a little bit of an overlap with that, but not a whole lot. Okay. It's the closest thing we have that when the movie came out, like, oh, I want to read more about this. What is this is the closest thing we got? Okay. Is Old Man Logan. Uh, what else is on your list? I went with Spider-Ham because everyone loves a good pun. Peter right? Porker. Yeah. Peter Porker, the Spectacular Spider-Ham. Um, do you think this is still available at your store? I feel like I got let's it in the go last it. year. I, let's go okay, with it, sure. Sorry. <laughs> um, the Complete Collection Volume 1, which might be less confusing than those other ones that say they're the Complete Collection without the volumes. But I just discovered today that these are actually reprints of a comic that came out before I was born. They're from like 1983. At first, I thought that they were things that were written more recently, like in the last couple of years since Spider-Geddon and all that. But I did not realize these are, like, antique, technically. He, he, he's been around longer than we mm-hmm. think. He's yep. been a running joke for a while. Yeah, I knew he'd been for a while, but I didn't realize this long of a while. A real while. Yep. But the biggest thing that I thought was cute, too, um, just all the all the puns, he was originally from Marvel Tales. T-A-I-L-S, which is kind of, a lot of those do end up being sort of what-ifs or uh, crossovers or team-ups or that sort of thing. And let's see, one of his main characters who works with him a lot is Captain Americat. There's J. Jonah Jackal, which kind of sounds scary to me. Like, it makes the sourpuss seem even more 
frightening because the jackal is such a big... Well, I guess I hate to call the jackal a big villain, but, like, he did such a big thing to Spider-Man in um, cloning Gwen Stacy and doing all that crazy stuff. But anyways, off-tangent, um, Bruce Bunny is Hulk, and there's a Goose Rider. I didn't know if these were actually puns. I kind of wanted to ask you. Bartholomew Bark, Alice Gorundi, Randolph Roden, I kind of get, and the Gopher Gang. But I wasn't sure with those other two if they were puns or if you knew who they were referring to. I have no clue who those okay. are. I guess they can't all be puns, so maybe yeah. they're just other characters. They can't all be winners. Yeah, <laughs> yeah Spider-Ham is another alternate universe. Oh, I forgot to say, he's Earth-8311. Um, he also, in the Spider-Geddon stuff, he ends up being really close with Spider-Gwen and Miles and their other universe. And I thought that was really funny. He kind of ends up being the babysitter for Miles and Gwen's kids. Because in his universe, there is a Spider-Gwen pig analog and a Spider-Miles pig too, right? That they end up like getting married and having kids or something. I'm not sure. I want to say that, like, because they said, oh, they're fate, they're, in, they're destined to be, to wind up together, like, across dimensions, like, that's their thing, is Gwen will end up with Miles for some reason, is what, okay. the impression that I got out of it, like, oh, forget Gwen and Peter, nope, Gwen is always destined to go to, to find a Miles and fall in love with him, of sorts, in one of the stories, they, they talked about that briefly. Okay. So. Yeah, I knew in one of them they were kind of like the Fantastic Four. They were like the first family of yeah. spiders. And that was the one where Spider-Ham was the babysitter. Yeah. But I don't remember much about his normal Earth and the the Spider-Gwens then. Because I bet in this these old issues, I wouldn't think Gwen would be in them very much. Yeah, Because she's so. only recently regained popularity. Yep. So, when in doubt, Spider-Ham. Yeah, for the most part. We can go with that. Uh, what else you got, Alex? Next on my list, I'm going to do a twofer because we talk about them so much all the time. That is Deceased and The Injustice Gods Among Us, uh, both written by Tom Taylor, one of my favorite writers. And yeah, Deceased is DC Universe, but with zombies. And Injustice Gods Among Us is where Superman goes evil and becomes a worldwide dictator and Batman decides, okay, I got to stop you, so we will... Squad up and try to fight you and have like a DC Civil War. Um, yeah, if you want to know more, check the back issues of the podcast. We'll, we talk about it a lot. We'll probably talk about it more in the future, but I don't want to go too deep on that because, like I said, I know we have talked about them a lot, but it is so good. Uh, Deceased itself, I believe, is only there are four total volumes, I believe, right now of that. And in Justice Gods Among Us, there were five of the first one and then. Or five years, the first one. Then they wow. did, I think, just one series for when the second game came out. So it was Injustice Year One, or Injustice Year One, Year Two, Year Three, Year Four, Year Five. Each of those years were 12 issues long. And then Injustice Gods Among Us 2, based off the second video game that came out, I'm pretty sure that was just one series and done. Yeah, I didn't realize Injustice was so long. Yep, because in the game, they start out and then they did the whole Superman going evil ish. Jump to five years later, here we go, more story. And the comic books actually explain what happened in that five-year gap of how everything ramped up and how it became Batman's for, Batman's group of Justice League versus Superman's former Justice League and then 
them fight each other. And how can Batman fight uh, physically, competitively with Superman without getting obliterated? So this kryptonite, uh, steroids, more or less. <laughs> kryptonite steroids. Yeah. So yeah, that is the Injustice Gods Among Us series and deceased. Both of them, check them out. They're written by Tom Taylor. Uh, they're awesome. So yeah. Is there anything else on your list? I know I have one more left. I have one more, but I kind of wanted to pivot for a second because your Tom Taylor thing reminded me of a quick page I saw on the front of the Lasher comic. Apparently there's Dark Ages number one. Have you heard anything oh, about this? I have not. I feel like it's another what if that's coming out by Tom Taylor. By Tom Taylor. That's definitely, and it has Spider-Man on the front. Mm-hmm. I, I pre-ordered it through Comic Hub. Good job. Like yesterday, the day before. So, when you saw it. Yeah, as soon as I saw it, I was like, <laughs> get out my phone and push all the buttons. So what, don't forget, people, yeah. if you want stuff, order it on Comic Hub. And we can get it to the store and you can pick it up and all that fun stuff. Or just message the store or come in the store and we'll be able to do that way too. But sometimes Comic Hub is easier. Yep. Although sometimes it doesn't have pictures, which is sometimes fun. Like today, Alex brought home things and I was like, did I actually order this? Because I ordered a lot of things without pictures the other day and I wasn't sure. Surprise. What I got. (laughs) So what is the last thing on your list then? You did ask me. Pivoting from that. Um... Pivoting for the pivot. I thought that it was cute. Um, Supidaman. I'm probably saying it wrong. Does that sound close to you? Good okay. enough. And Leopardon. Um, this is sort of cheating a little bit because I think most of this guy is actually a Japanese version of the Spider-Man cartoon. But I know Leopardon came into Spider-Geddon as well. But um, in the Japanese cartoon, Takuya... Yamashiro, um, he exists, and on his Earth, there's a crash of this pl- the ship called the Marveler, and when he and his dad, Hiroshi, who is, they called him, like, a stellar archaeologist, which I don't know how you get that job, like, how often are spaceships crashing on this planet that he, that's his whole job, is studying uh, alien spacecraft. It's, it's not, like, it's not like a compliment, like, oh, you're so good, you're stellar. It's actually like a, a interstellar, almost like. Yep. Lame. Yeah. I, want to, I want to be like a stellar, like, oh, I'm awesome. I'm a well, stellar archaeologist. I feel like he was the only one, because he, well, maybe he wasn't stellar at it because he died in the process. Yeah. Spoilers. <laughs> that's, that's problematic for your, to keep your job, is if you die at it. Yeah. But then, um... Takuya, uh, as he was investigating the ship further, like, because he left his dad behind and was like, well, I gotta, while I'm here, I guess I'll figure out what else is going on. The survivors of the ship from the planet Spider, um, they gave him this bracelet, which gives him powers to be Spider-Man and lets him control the ship, which can then become the form of Leopardon. And in the Spider-Geddon universe, when he gets pulled into that um they end up using leopardon to fight the inheritors more and his i remember his big giant best attack like ender of all things it's called the sword of vigor and i remember superior spider-man being like that's a really good attack why haven't you used it sooner just just do it and it kind of like ends all the battles and they're like We've had this the whole time. Why, why is this the last thing? <laughs> just push that every time. Whenever there's yeah. a problem, just push that button. Yep. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's what they said. 
And, oh, uh, another side note. This kind of reminds me of Power Rangers. It's sort of a, the the mechanized thing, like your robot. Megazord. Yeah. And, you know, power of Tyrannosaurus or whatever. And it was also mentioned in Ready Player One, I think. Or I almost thought it was Armada, but I think the internet said it was Ready I'm Player sure One. Ready Player One, yeah. Okay. The book, not the show or not yeah. the movie. Yeah, definitely the books. Sorry. Should be more specific. The book, Ready Player One, which is way better than the movie, by the, the way. The movie was fine if you never read the book, but the book was way better. Anyway. Meh. Anyway. But that was also, at the end of Ready Player One, one of the big toys that you got at the end that was important to finish the battle was Leopardon again. And I thought that was cute that it it's not only spanning our, like, the, the DC multiverses, it's banning into other multiverses of, I don't know. A fandom. Well, I yeah. Because, yeah, I mean, Ready Player One is, like, the biggest, like, fan or a love letter as a fan, like, to all the things you loved as a child and everything. Like, oh, well, there's this show, and then this game, and then this, and then this, yeah. and this. Throw it all together. To nostalgia. Yeah. It's a, oh. It's a mod podge of fandom. Yep, and I'm not sure if this is an official Earth because it's got letters in it. I thought the all the other Earths only had numbers. But um, Supitaman came from Earth TRN. Excuse me. Supitaman came from Earth TRN 562. In case anyone wants to keep track of all these multiverse <laughs> things. All right. So, yeah, that's that's the end of my list. Sorry that I didn't do a better job. Oh, Sorry, fine. folks, that I it was, fine. was tired. It was fine. It was, <laughs> we, we, we filled a lot of content that we were ready, not ready necessarily ready for us to do, but that's okay. The last one that I'm going to throw out is Batman the White Knight series. Um, they've done the White Knight, Curse of the White Knight, and the White Knight presents Harley Quinn. Mm-hmm. So they've done three series so far. The first one is Batman the White Knight, where they basically ask the question of what happens when the Joker goes Joker goes sane? Uh, how does he go sane? It's because Batman caught him and shoved a bunch of random drugs down his throat. <laughs> yep. I, I I am not a doctor. But I would say that is probably not the best way to try to cure someone with any ailment, especially mental ailment. And so, like, all right, here's just a b- random drugs. Eat these. See what happens. But it worked, man. But it, it worked well enough. I mean, it worked <laughs> for a little while, at least, where uh, he did that and it cured. Like, Batman snapped. His aggression got a, got the better of him finally. And he made Joker go sane. So Joker turned into Jack Napier, his non-Jokerized version, and decides you know what uh yes you know joker did a bunch of bad things but i'm no longer joker technically i'm i'm my own consciousness now and i should be tried as my own person not necessarily the crimes of him and decides to run what does a a evil person do when they turn good they run for politics Mm -hmm. so yeah uh i'm just gonna end it there without going too far in but it is a three series for now story universe thing it is the black label of dc which basically means it's not necessarily continuity and it is definitely rated r and you should check it out uh i really enjoy the series i felt i admittedly i didn't read it when it first came out i i read it once it was all collected i was like oh this is really good and i've read all of them since as they come out yeah i do think it was better collected i think that i also either fell behind or got confused when i was reading them one by one um especially when there are two harley quinns Yes, I still do not understand that, but uh, it is explained at some point. Yes, in the there. So, spoiler-ish: 
there are two Harley Quinns. Basically, the one tells basically says, "I stopped becoming Harley. I stopped being Harley Quinn because Joker wasn't paying attention to me, and he didn't even notice that I left and someone else took my spot." Yeah. So just showing how crazy Joker is and how narcissistic, and it is what it is. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Definitely a really good series, and I agree that is. I'm glad I binge read it all in single because when you bought the single issues, I read them all once we got them and like, oh, this, I definitely see the confusion if you're waiting month to month for over the course of six months for all six issues. Mm-hmm. It's definitely very confusing. Um, now, I read the Harley, Harley Quinn one month to month and that one wasn't bad. That one was fine. Yeah. But the White Knight and Curse of the White Knight, those were definitely written to be read all in one sitting. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. That is Batman the White Knight. So, that's the end of our list. So, good night, everybody. Or, you know, maybe we should talk about this week's comics. Yeah, just a couple of them. I mean, I admit I only read four. I'm not going to lie to you people, but... It was a busy week. So, with those four, what's the first one you want to talk about? Uh, I guess I might as well go in order on the list. We, The first one I think you recommended to me was The Me You Love in the Dark, number one. Yep. Did you have any opinions on that one? Uh, I really liked it. Uh, do you want to give a synopsis of it, or do you want me to try to remember and say what I read? <laughs> yeah, I think I can give a synopsis from what I've got written down here. Um, Scotty Young, let's see, yep, I think he was the writer. the writer. Okay. At first I was thinking he was the artist. Does he draw? He does, he does do a bunch of art, okay. yes. He's the one that does the like baby Avengers and yeah. baby Marvel stuff. That's his okay. claim to fame. Plus, I mean, he does other stuff too, but that's his biggest thing that he does yeah because now that i look at it and think about it this does not look like scotty young art no not at all yeah and i'm not gonna lie one thing about this that kept pulling me out was why does this girl have such tiny feet her feet are very distracting uh, i didn't notice it but i didn't look <laughs> at her feet so okay don't look at her feet people okay. it's very distracting but the story itself but the the main draw is that she is an artiste and she's going out to find herself. Find her, uh, what is it? The inspiration, her, there's a word for it. Like. Spark? Or muse. She's trying to find her muse. Okay. Yeah, I, I wrote, quote, find herself. So I don't know if I literally read that out of there or if I just interpreted it that way. But regardless. Um, so the realtor's like showing her a bunch of different places where she can stay and she just wants to rent a home. And the realtor says, oh, this one's haunted. I don't know. And she's like, I'll take it. She wants to live in a haunted house. And she keeps asking the ghost all throughout, why aren't you inspiring me? Why aren't you doing anything? Like, she's taunting the ghost. You could so at least, that's... like, play the music or pour me a drink or something. Like, Oh, yeah, that was something else cool I liked about the art. When she plays music, it's not, like, notes coming out of it. But it almost looks like really creepy, weird piano keys, sort of. Like... Yeah. Coming out of the out yeah. of the re- record player. It looks like a almost like an octopus tendril, but definitely yeah. has the darkness spots where the black notes of the keys are the piano are. So it's a nice little wispiness of the piano flying around. Yeah, so you know when the music is playing and when it's not. And when you're like, Oh wait, did the ghost turn it on? So But yeah, I thought it was really good. <laughs> I think it was a unique story where yeah, I, the the most fun I had with it was when she was complaining to the ghost. Like, mm-hmm. come on, man. At least you can pull your own weight at it. Like, anybody mm-hmm. that has a, a pet, 
uh, specifically cats, are like, well, you just lay there and meow all day. Why don't you do, you want to complain about this? Why don't you start paying the bills? Yep. And that's what she's basically yelling about the ghost. Like, well, why don't you start inspiring me? Why aren't you doing this? Why aren't you doing that? And then she gets sort of what she asks for. Spoilers. So, <laughs> from a certain point of view. But you, I think you kind of know what's coming. Yeah. So, yeah, that's the, the book is titled The Me You Love in the Dark. I was going to say, that's the the me you love in the dark. It just feels weird to say it that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, issue one, I subscribe to it because I'm curious to see what happens with more of this. I think it's a five-issue series, maybe? I'm not sure. I don't remember if that one's a mini-series or an ongoing, but I enjoyed it. I was I willing to try more of it out. Yeah, me too. I'll try not to be so distracted by her feet. Yeah. Uh, one book I would mention that came out this week that stood out to me was The Avengers, issue number 47, legacy number of 747, because sometimes that matters. Some people may care about legacy number. Personally, I'm meh, but whatever. I uh, care. This is World War She-Hulk, part two. Um, There's a lot of stuff going on here where, in the previous issue, uh, Russia, Russian, the Russian versions of The Avengers come in and capture She-Hulk. I forget what their uh, full team name is. The Crimson Tide. Yeah, that sounds about right. <laughs> um, they capture her and like, all right, we're going to start brainwashing her and turning her into one of our, so we can finally have a Hulk. And this is this issue is the premiere issue of a brand new character of sorts. Ooh. I don't want to say oh, come on, what tell it me. is because it's the very final page. But I want to know now. Um, well, you can look at the book. I can hand it to you. But Okay. I'll look later, though, because yeah. I don't want to hit things across the table. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, this is the first appearance of a brand new character of sorts. And, yeah, it was interesting. I Honestly, the Avengers storyline as of late has been kind of weak for me. But this one upped its game, and I'm curious to see where it's going to go. Yeah, I mean, I kind of stopped reading Mech Strike because I was like, eh, robots, blah, blah, blah. Well, this isn't but... Mech Strike. This is the actual core Avengers book. Oh, my bad. I thought it was Avengers Mech Strike. No, Mech Strike is done. Oh, okay. That ended like either last week or two weeks ago. See, I haven't been keeping up. With yeah, this is core Oops. Avengers number 47. Okay. So, yeah. Uh, what else stood out to you this week? Yeah, now I'm torn. I was gonna spoiler Lasher because there's a new character in Lasher, too. This is a week of new characters, folks. Yeah. So what did you talk about Lasher? Um, basically, Lasher is uh, taking a page out of the Extreme Carnage series. Um, Carnage is kind of... Now that he's linked in with Null a little bit, he's kind of almost a virus in the Null database that's going on. Because Venom is supposed to be controlling all of Null and able to speak to all of the symbiotes, but Carnage is kind of in there doing the same thing. And so specifically yeah. Eddie Brock that's in control oh. of it all. Not yeah, necessarily sorry. Venom per se, but yeah, Eddie sorry. Brock. In my mind, the first Venom's always Venom. Um, but yeah, Eddie Brock is the person kind of controlling the web of all the symbiotes now. And Carnage is kind of trying to operate under the radar. I think that Eddie still knows that he's there and he's trying to stomp him out, but he, Eddie is doing so much that he can't follow Carnage all the time. 
He needs so, a malware program with it. Yeah. Yeah, he needs to talk to Stony, Tony Stark. Stony Stark. Mr. Stank. Yeah. Um, but so Carnage is still trying to get all the life symbiotes from back in the day back together. And Lasher is one of them. Shoot, who have the other ones been? There they're every there have been weekly books that have been a couple of the other ones and the next ones are coming as well. You what know, is, Scream, what I think is was the one of the main storyline of this. it's like something Carnage. It's Extreme Carnage. Extreme Carnage is the yeah. whole bunch of one shots that have been coming out. Yeah. Yeah, I forget. I want to say Toxin is one that yeah, already came that out. I, yeah. Although it's been so long for me that I kind of forgot. Yeah, there's Riot so, is another so many one. symbiotes, folks. Yeah. Yeah, but um, like I was saying, Carnage is trying to gather all the life symbiotes together. I got confused in this one because Lasher is red, like just like Carnage. So at first I thought Carnage was doing all this stuff. And then as I went going on, pay attention to the speech bubbles because they're the background color of the bubbles tell you who's talking. So the orange is Lasher, the red is Carnage, who doesn't Which, actually show because he's just like speaking through their collected hive mind thing. So if you're colorblind, it may be difficult to tell which one's which. Yeah, probably. Because orange and red can be very similar depending on how how red is orange and how orange is red. Yep, that is true. Oh, and Dr. Stevie's in this for a minute because he's helping get the symbiotes sorted out a little bit um he helps andy benton for a second who was the scream symbiote at one point and um agent anti-venom flash thompson is resurrect well he's been resurrected for a minute but he's walking around in this one being resurrected so if you want um agent anti-venom stories get this so that you can learn what he's doing with that and check it out for the new, new-ish character, kind of a, a revamped version of. Let's see, is that a spoiler? Character. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll a let new that incarnation go. of a pre-existing character. Yeah, it's kind of like when Venom became anti-Venom, and like how Flash became new Agent Venom, anti-Venom, whatever. So it's it's kind of like that. Everybody's getting whitewashed and turned into another version of themselves but a, a better version somehow there you go uh the last one i want to mention which is my pick of the week is not all robots number one that's the name of the title correct i don't have it in front of me oh sorry yes that is true okay uh this series it, it's issue number one so it's a brand new story where it's a lot of world building going on with it specifically saying like hey um every family has to have one robot now and some say it's, oh, so the robot can help the family. Some are saying, oh, it's because the robot needs to take care of the family because the family itself cannot live without the robots taking care of them. They don't have jobs anymore. Those got outpla- you know, outsourced by robots and everything is robots, 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 their own. It's We have passed the torch from it being a human planet to a robot planet where humans are basically pets now. And the robots are, some are okay with it, some are not okay with that. The main protagonist robot that we see here is like, oh, I hate my existence. I hate the family I'm with. I hate my job. Every time I go to my job, I just can't wait to get home. When I get home, I realized, no, I hate this even worse. So I want to just go back to work. Why does this suck? And his buddy is like, oh, well, there's an easy solution. Just take out your empathy chip. It'll be fine. If you don't worry about them, then you don't worry about anything. It'll be fine. That's a flaw they put into us just because. 
none of this matters. Right. Um, but I really like it because they actually have like a little newscast thing where, oh, now our token human is here too to talk about the human standpoint while us robots, we get the real facts done, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And I like the one part where she's like, hey, you don't need to metal explain this to yep. me. I was like, that's, that's what I wanted to say too. That's real fun of like, <laughs> instead of mansplaining, no, you don't need a metal explain because I know what you're talking about. Just because I'm a human doesn't mean I don't know what you're talking about, you stupid zeros and ones and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> um, but yeah, chaos ensues because like, oh, the robot's in charge of everything. They're the police force. They're the uh, biodome organizers because humans have destroyed Earth and can't be outside of the world, outside their own biodomes. They have to be protected by that. And stuff goes wrong, but stuff doesn't necessarily report it wrong because if you're self-policing, you don't have to report the bad stuff that goes on. Mm-hmm. So that is my quick and dirty version of no, not all robots, but it looks like you have stuff you want to say about that. A little bit. Like when you, uh, I can't remember exactly what you said that rang my bell, but um, I would like to recommend that when people read this, also read the last two pages where it's the author and the editor-in-chief I think kind of explaining why they decided to make this whole series because it kind of stems out of the Me Too movement and I guess from that there came a hashtag not all men movement and this is kind of the joke that not hashtag not all robots are the same not all men are the same and it does kind of lead to you thinking of the robot as the man, the, the the typical, like, old, stereotypical 50s male, I guess I should say. The chauvinistic, like, the Don Draper, yeah. the I'm in charge and I'll do what I go in the kitchen and make me a sandwich, that sort of. Kind of. Like, he's the provider, he comes home, he just wants to relax, but the family's got to be all up in his business and that sort of thing. But, yeah, it, it makes definite parallels between robots and male of a certain generation yeah the the old male stereotype of the the breadwinner well i mean that's kind of like the whole you don't need a metal splain you don't need a mansplain yeah it's the same i think that's what triggered me before because yeah that the male splaining was a thing oh and i also got a kick out of when they called somewhere in it i think the robots called the people the world's most spoiled hamsters yeah, where they're, yep. like that's how they're, they're pets and everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the robots don't know what to do with their pets. Yeah, and there's one line there too. The robots were having their debate of like, well, if there's something wrong with a robot, what happens? You dismantle it. You know, after so many failures, you like you have to say, all right, this thing's broken. Put it in the scrap. Whatever. How many times has humanity failed? How many times should we just say, all right, that's a failed experiment. Get rid of all humanity. Robots are now in charge of everything. Mm-hmm. So that like, this could go turn. Very Terminator-esque, very fast. Yep, Sky Nuts getting ready. Yep. So yeah, that's Not All Robots. It was my pick of the week. I thought it was cool. It was weird. I'm, I'm pretty sure that one's only a five-issue miniseries for now. They might do Not All Robots Volume 2 later, because that's what AWA Comics does. Usually a bunch of five-issue miniseries. And if they want to do more, they do more. If not, they don't. So <laughs> yeah. Is there anything else that stood out to you this week that you really enjoyed? Sure. Um... Sinister War number two came out, and I, I should have read other things also, but it was a busy I, week. I read four things, and the last, the fourth one, yeah, I do think those was the last, no, Lasher was the last one I read. This was the third thing I read. But Sinister War is going over how Kindred has basically 
paid all of Spider-Man's foes to go get him. Specifically and, all the Sinister Sixes. Well, he kind of created more Sinister Sixes. That's true. So. And it, there's a fun bit in there where the Sinister Syndicate is talking about having a seventh person. And it's going to be like she Craven. And I was like, who is this lady? And they're like, well, we can't have seven people. And the, the other lady's like, we're a syndicate. There's no number. The, like, nothing the, makes it six. I think they said the alliteration is still there. It still mm -hmm. has the same, like, fun rhyming, almost like. Yep. And I got a kick out of, it was Taskmaster, who goes, I know Kindred's real identity. You're Daddy McDedderson of the Massachusetts McDedersons. And I was like, what? That is so crazy. I, I wondered if um, Taskmaster's trying to be the next Deadpool, what he's going for there, but. It definitely seemed like a very Deadpoolian line. I mm -hmm. mean, they've done team-ups and crossovers before where they definitely seem like their zaniness builds off of each other. Mm -hmm. Yeah, basically if you want a, a long fight where Spider-Man's just getting punched around the whole time, go get this book. And, and it, it kind of has some, some reviews, like almost every time Spider-Man gets punched, then they go back a little bit earlier in the day and they're like well why is this person punching spider-man they tell a little bit of the story of how that person got to that connection <laughs> that is one thing i was not hugely in love with was the amount yeah. of how many times it jumped back and forth of then now then now then now soon yeah i actually can't remember why they stopped punching spider-man but i feel like he got away for a minute somehow oh they started fighting each other a lot too and I think Kindred did something to distract them and was like, hey, I want your attention. It's like, well, why? If you're paying them to do this stuff, just let them do their job. Yeah, and this one actually, this one did a really good job of explaining why Kindred has all these people attacking them. Not just because they want to attack them, but like, all right, you guys are all attacking him now because I, I say so, basically. And mm -hmm. like, all right. Is it spoiler now. if I say why? Uh, slight spoiler, other okay. than just like, he has reasons. Of yeah. why he wants them to attack him and there's a special bonus for whoever does get to kill him but there's also another motivating factor of why else everyone's attacking in general like they could just say oh i don't want this job i don't care no you have to do this yeah but you get a bonus of doing this if you get to be the person that kills him too yep so yeah that those were our books of this week the week of august the fourth was this wednesday when it came out You'll probably be listening to this either maybe late tonight, the 5th, when you're done editing, or tomorrow, the 6th, or any time afterwards. But that's the week that this came out. I'm glad you know what day it is. I have <laughs> on my computer, it shows the date. That's the only reason I know. I know today's so Thursday, so. So it is. Yeah. Uh, so with that, we'll go to the part that Jared always forgets. Adrian usually forgets, but neither one of them are here, so that's okay. That is the Our Heroes of the Week, comic book related or otherwise. How about you go first, since you have your person ready? Oh, you didn't have yours ready? No, I have mine ready. Oh, okay. Yeah, I think it's funny that I always, almost always remember, but then I still don't find a person and immediately forget. Um, I decided this week to choose one of my coworkers. Her name's Cameron. And earlier, I guess it was Tuesday. Tuesday sounds right. We're going with Tuesday. Um, another coworker called in sick, and she'd called in sick Monday as well, and... Things went way off the rails. So on Tuesday, when they called off sick again, our supervisor was like, hey, I think I'll get you some help today. So she called Cameron in. She came and saved us. We thanked her a million times. I need to thank her even more. 
maybe I'll send her a link to the show and be like, look, I thanked you to an audience of what are four people? How we many? have no, we have more than that. Yay! But yeah, hopefully she appreciates a little bit that we appreciate her. I haven't decided what else I should do for her because she's normally I give people food, but she seems a little worried about what she intakes. Like she doesn't want to fill her body with crap. She doesn't sound like she likes chocolate. And you things. should buy her some Spider-Man comics. I don't know that she'd like that. Yeah, it's a thought that counts. Yeah, and it's Spider-Man. But I do think some sort of book, but I haven't caught on what book she likes. I don't know. We'll we'll see. All right. And I'll <laughs> go with my hero of the week is Heroes. And that is our my co-workers-ish, our co-tenants of Purple Feet Wine Boutique. They opened up when I was out of work from my injury, recovery, and everything. But they're my heroes of the week because, A, they are open now. It's a soft opening. But tomorrow they're doing a ribbon cutting. Or today when you listen to this, or some point in the past when you listen to this, depending on when you listen to this. They will have had done it. Exactly. Uh, but it's Elisa and Mel because they they did a lot of work, put in a whole bunch of different alcohols and then cheesecakes. And they gave us some candy and cheesecakes to take home with me today. And we'll probably have to snack on that a little bit later. So thanks for giving us more food. Yeah. That looks delicious. And yeah, you are my heroes of the week. Probably soon to be my heroes, too, once I dig in. Yeah. So that's Purple Feet Wine Boutique, located at Alter Your Comics, the same building. Technically, it's called The Lab now, but it's 230 North Main Street. So yay. Come find us. Yeah. If you're nice. And have some drinks and stuff. <laughs> so yeah, uh, with that, folks, we'll say thank you for listening. Hopefully, next week, we'll have Adrian and or Jared back. We'll see how their schedules commit. Unfortunately, Laura, you'll be at work, probably. Yep. So... Sorry, but, bye folks, for probably about three weeks. But at least you're able to make it for this time, because if you weren't, then I probably would have skipped this week, because it would have been just me by myself talking, and that's no fun at all. Or you would have done it when I got off of work. Yeah, it would have been bedtime then. but Or early in the morning another day. Yeah, we'll, we'll see. We'll, we'll discuss that the next time yeah. you, you try to cancel, and I'm like, no, the show must go on. We'll see what happens. Anyway, <laughs> folks, thank you for listening, and hopefully you enjoyed this, and we will see you next time. Bye! Bye.